In this episode, we interview Oscar Kush, Chicago Program Manager at Merging Vets and Players, a nonprofit on a mission to empower combat veterans and former professional athletes by connecting them after the uniform comes off. Well, thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Today, we have Oscar Kush, who's a Chicago Program Manager at Merging Vets and Players. Oscar, thank you so much for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, like per usual, we always start by um, wanting the guests to to share what the mission of their organization is. So, what is Merging Vets and Players? Merging Vets and Players, our mission is to merge uh, former professional athletes with transitioning combat veterans. Basically, how we do that is bringing them together every week. We do a workout for an hour and then a peer to peer huddle for an hour. So, it's a two hour program every Wednesday night. And uh, basically what we do is just try to help with the transition, whether you're coming off the battlefield or the football field, and uh, just kind of give that team back, that support group, a place you can come and kind of connect, kind of talk through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and everything we're kind of going through. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and there's definitely a, a, a soft spot in my um heart for at least on one side of the the two two groups that you mentioned so i've never served um in any armed forces but i i'm a former professional athlete so um really cool program that you have um and i'm sure we'll get deep into it uh and what it means and in the impact but before we do i'd like to hear about you oscar why you why is this an organization that you want to be a part of you know i i really like this organization simply because i was a member of it first um, so when I got out of the military, I got out in 2014, I kind of wanted to be done with it. Didn't really want to do it anymore. Uh, I wanted to be separated and tell people I was a Marine or anything. Oh, uh, then a few years later, I guess I wound up back there. My buddy, Shane, um, he told me about the program. Um, it originally started in Los Angeles. This probably was back in 2017. And um, he was like, well, you should come check it out. They got Brian Erlacher, a big mural of him on the wall at the gym. <laughs> and I think you probably like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. So I eventually went up there, um, got to do the workout, um, then saw the peer-to-peer huddle, saw how people were talking. Um, I never really did anything like that. And I never really talked to anybody after getting out of the military just about how things were going, if they were going good, bad, you know, or anything. It was like finally the first, like, opportunity I ever had to just talk about things. And uh, it was good. And I really just listened the first few times I went. Um, I didn't live that close. So I stayed kind of connected, but didn't go every week. Um, they do bigger events and I would show up. And then uh, fortunately in 2018, uh, I moved back to Chicago kind of because I was struggling, needed to go home, be around family because I went to the military straight out of high school in 2009, did the Marines for five years. And then after that, pursued mixed martial arts for five years. And that's kind of a lonely journey, um, you know, trying to get through that and everything, both as an amateur yeah. and then a low-level professional. Um, didn't work out the way I had hoped, you know, had these big hoop dreams and that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I ended up having to come home, but dealt with a little bit of like, um, I guess you would call it, like, um, just I felt like a failure, you know, felt like I didn't live up to my potential. Was back home in my mom's basement. Uh, so it's kind of tough, right? But then fortunately, MVP opened up a chapter like a month later after I moved here. So I started oh, wow. showing up as a member, um, was able to show up, be a member. Um, that really helped me kind of get through what I was going through. Um, got me really back connected in the community, kind of really hit the veteran community hard here in Chicago, just 
trying to get involved um, and then volunteering for the organization. Um, yeah. Kind of grew, grew through my own journey, kind of grew up a bit because I think I was pretty immature, even reflecting back like 2018, you know, think I had it all figured out. I still ain't got it all figured out, but um, <laughs> I don't think many people do. I feel like, <laughs> but, I, but I think I, I think I, I know less than what I thought I knew then right now. So it's like, uh, yeah, then I'm about the mid, the mid of pandemic, middle of the pandemic, excuse me. Um, I had the opportunity to come on the staff. Um, so I took over the program, but the July of 2020, um, started in a virtual realm because obviously everything was shut down. So we're doing it all Zoom, kind of similar to what we're doing right now. Um, grew that program pretty well. We have people from all over the country um, coming in with us, probably 30, 30 strong every week. And then um, fortunately, uh, you know, COVID kind of has gotten a little bit better. I don't know if I guess that's the way to put it. You know, pandemic's kind of mm -hmm. leaned up a little bit. So we've been able to get back in the gym. And uh, that's been great. Virtual Element's still going strong. It goes on Tuesday nights, but uh, we now meet on Wednesday nights in the city at Pow Gym. And uh, it's great. Um, past three weeks, we've had right around 30 people every week, uh, both veterans and athletes coming in, working out, um, breaking a sweat together, having fun together, and then coming in and talking through things. And uh, it's been really cool to be through that process, to be a product of that process, and then also to be able to kind of pay it forward, pay it back. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with the program, really enjoy it. And then uh, kind of like you said, you know, I, with the athlete side of it, having done the mixed martial arts, um, I kind of get to see both sides of that transition, both the military and the athletes. And um, it's just nice and fulfilling to be able to kind of do that and be able to support that effort. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so you said there's multiple chapters for emerging vets and players. Do you know some of the, yeah. the different cities and locations there? Yeah, so it started in Los Angeles. Um, that would have been uh, 20, 2016, 2017, I believe. I should know that off the yeah. top of my head, but I don't. Um, Los Angeles was the first one. Then they opened in Vegas. Chicago was the third chapter. Opened in Atlanta, then Seattle, um, oh, wow. Dallas, yeah. New York phoenix and then we have a virtual chapter as well so yep. right now um, i believe that's uh it's a lot of yeah. chapters Sorry yeah that's a ton of my... chapters i just yeah so yeah no do do most of the chapters or all the chapters have the same programming where they they meet and, and work out and have kind of that circle time afterwards or is it different based on the city no, so across the board, that's what it looks like. So every uh, every week, one time a week, they'll meet in the city and they'll do that. And we do a lot more than that as well. But that is the main core yeah. of our program is that weekly session. And then we kind of build off of that. We like softball in Chicago. We do a lot of 16-inch softball in the summer. Everybody yeah. really enjoys that. <laughs> awesome. So you, you've been with the program for, for a good amount of time. Uh, I, I'd love to hear some of the stories of the, that you could share. Obviously, you don't have to share names, but some of the experiences that some of the people that have gone through the programs that Merging Vets and Players have had, whether it's the athletes or whether it's uh, the veterans. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, we've seen a lot happen, even in our own chapter here in Chicago, yeah. a lot of the impact that's come. Um, you know, one of my good friends who's been a member with me since I started coming to the Chicago chapter, and he's lost over 100 pounds. And um, wow. he's he did a he did a triathlon in August. He's doing another competition in February, 
And uh, it's been incredible to see kind of his growth through that process and all that he's been able to attain. Um, we also had another veteran who went and um, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro um, last last spring. And then we have another one who's going this spring. So it's been cool to see that. We had another guy who ran 60 miles and we supported him through that. He ran from the Wisconsin border down to um, the Albany Park area. And it was really cool. It was a really great team effort because everyone kind of helped, right? So we set up stations and yeah. went to every station. There was people that ran with him and everything. Wow. That was kind of a personal goal that he wanted to do. I think the biggest thing about us is like supporting our members and their goals and the things that they want to accomplish. Because like I said, like with me, right? I thought I'd tell my family, yeah, I was just an infantry Marine for five years. And guess what? Now I'm going to go fight people in cages willingly. And everyone would be like, what are you doing? That's crazy. You're nuts. Right. And I get it. I do get it. But uh, sometimes it's good to have that support, you know, yeah, if you're yeah. not fighting people in cages, but if you want to run 60 miles, um, it's good because it's good for a lot of reasons. You know, you get to see them accomplish that goal. It gets kind of be a part of that goal. Yeah. Right. And it brings back that team. So yeah, those are kind of some of the big things um, as well as uh, we have an MMA fighter um, who kind of had some ups, ups and downs in his career, you know, but recently um, he had a, a layoff with injuries facing it, but um, he just recently fought uh, professionally not too long ago, a few months ago and got another win overseas in the Middle East. And then he's going to be fighting again here uh, March, uh, Jose Shorty Torres, and he'll be fighting in Israel. And uh, it's been great to kind of see him bounce back, recover, get a win, and then get another win. And, the way the team rally or rallies around that it really brings a lot of energy to everybody. Awesome. What do you think connects those two groups, specifically veterans and, and former professional athletes? I think it's like that team, right? Like that team, like uh, atmosphere. I think a lot of times, whether, you know, you are an, like an athlete or a veteran, uh, I think it's easy to miss when you kind of get out and you're done with it, right? You're so used to being in that locker room and having that kind of like culture of just being able to kind of, I don't know, get, get things off your chest, you know? And um, I think a lot of times when you start, when you stop doing that, when I think about when I stopped doing mixed martial arts and all my friends are moving all over the place and we're not together anymore, how sad I felt. Because yeah. it's like, oh, man, I miss those times where, like, we were all together. We were in the training room together. And now, I mean, of course, you're happy to see them flourishing and doing everything. But, like, you wish you could all be together again, right? And I yeah. think when you're – whether it's athletes or veterans, it's really mission-driven, really, really goal-focused on things. And then kind of when that's over, um, it's not necessarily like that, right? It can be if you're extremely disciplined. But I think it's oftentimes we see that um, if you don't have that structure that's, you know, put in place by the military or by sports, how sometimes it can be hard on athletes yeah. or veterans. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I've, I've thought about a lot through my, not volleyball professional career, but like work career. So I stopped playing in 2016, I want to say, um, after two years of playing volleyball abroad. And uh, one of the things I was most scared about was leaving that team environment. Um, now, luckily, it, I, I got into a, a role, specifically um, sales roles, 
where at this time it wasn't, it was pre COVID. So we were all in person in the office. And so there was still some semblance of that camaraderie where everyone is kind of heads down, working hard, making dials, right? Everyone is kind of suffering together as much as you could suffer, right? In a, in a, in a corporate job. Um, but, but it was, it, it was still grasping some aspect of that team camaraderie that I had, uh, from, from playing sports and then COVID happened and then every, everyone was sent home and, and now that was lost. Right. So, um, it's definitely something that I am always looking for and I'm always, um, wanting to, to experience and it, it definitely hasn't gone, gone away yet. So I personally look forward to, uh, to meeting the, the squad and the people, next week depending on when this airs right so <laughs> the plan is to, to come visit uh you guys next wednesday um and just in experiencing it and seeing it and feeling it um because i i definitely could relate at least on the professional sports side of the house um definitely not the veteran side um but but i'd love to, to chat with some of the people that have experienced the same things yeah we really look forward to you coming in yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, what, what are you? What are the future plans like for specifically the Chicago chapter that you're working towards with emerging vets and players? What are you hoping, maybe in a year from now or a few years from now, that the landscape looks like? Just to continue to grow in the program, you know, making that impact. Um, we've we've really seen a lot of growth in the gym every week. I mean, said so now we're in the 30s. Um, there was a time where it was three of us. Yeah. Um, so it's been nice to see kind of where we're at with that. I think the big goal for 2023 for us is getting out and kind of spreading the message a little bit more. Um, of course, we're always going to have our home gym in West Superpow, but we are going to try and do more events, kind of come out here in the Southwest suburbs. You know, um, we do things in the Northwest um, as well as all over the city. So just trying to continue that, um, bring people together ultimately. Um, if that's what we can do, um, yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Isolation is a big problem in society as a whole. So we just want to get people out of the house, get them doing something positive and connect yep. more than anything. And maybe, maybe, uh, they don't, maybe they come to MVP and they say, man, we, we love MVP, but maybe they meet someone else that they connect with more. Hey, as long yep. as they got found someone, they were able to connect, uh, to me, that's the most important thing. Because support, especially now, um, we we need it as a society, you know. Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what type of uh, community partnerships do you do? So you said the gym that you guys go to every Wednesday is POW in the city. Um, do you usually look for other gyms around the Chicago area that want to host you guys doing a Wednesday session or doing a, a maybe a different day of the week or partnering in some event or what? what partnerships do you usually look for? Yeah, I mean, so our main partnership right now is with Pow Gym. That's where our home gym is. So we do that right off Jackson and Racine in the West Loop, not too far from the Jesse Brown VA. But when it comes to the pop-up portion, you know, whoever's willing to work with us, we're always open to the collaborations. Um, biggest thing is just getting the word out there. Um, so, you know, we're just always looking at gyms and places where there's veterans and, you know, maybe athletes if we can get them. But um, we right now I yeah. think we have a list of – probably 15 gyms that we are looking at doing pop-ups with. I know one, one specifically in Wheaton's coming up March 24th. Um, so we're getting ready for that one. And uh, I think our goal for this year is to get six done. Yep. Yep. Wow. And, and I didn't, I didn't even think about that. You said you're by um, one of the VAs downtown. Is that also one of the kind of 
community partnerships that you try to schedule things around or um, do you not usually interact much with the VAs? Uh, we do interact a little bit with both the Jesse Brown and Heinz VA. Um, you know, they do help us, you know, recommend our programming to people that might be interested as well as, I mean, we have a plethora of community partners, yeah. the Road Home yeah. Program at Rush, um, Chicago Veterans, a bunch of other local nonprofits, the Veterans Assistance Commission, um, the CCVA. Um, we've got a whole whole backing of support, which has been incredible. Um, it's been a long process to build. I wish I could name all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. so many, there's so many, but, um, but yeah, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is working through with all those partners. It's what's really helped us grow being yeah. able to kind of, um, you know, just be there for them, support them and they support us. And through that, we're, we're just supporting the whole community. And I think with COVID, that was like hard, right? Because like everybody isolated, it's hard to like, of course you could do a Zoom call and you could talk about <laughs> doing things, right? But um, like, it's a lot easier to get things done in person. And it's just been really nice to see as we kind of come back into, you know, kind of a post pandemic world, how everyone is kind of in the community, all our partners, the VAs, the nonprofits, everybody has really been, um, willing to come out and like attack right like yeah. on the attack which has been super nice so i'm just grateful for that and i think as long as we keep up this momentum the chicago landscape for the veteran community is fantastic yeah. it really is and then on the athlete side as well um we've worked with the retired players of professional football uh, which is kind of a similar program um, we've done things with them collaborations in the past um they also have the nfl alumni chapter um, yeah. they focus on kids. We'll be doing something with them on Saturday and, uh, yeah, just kind of keep connecting and keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, so, so I feel like one of, and I think you touched on this a little bit is, uh, former professional athletes. One of the hardest things to do is to know when to kind of hang up your gloves or hang up your shoes or hang up your cleats, um, and, and deal with what, what that means like deep down what that means, what have you experienced or what advice have you been given or have you given uh, to people that maybe that's, they just, just out of the service or just out of playing professional sport. And they're just like, what do I do now? Um, I, I feel like that's one of the most common challenges that, that former athletes and veterans uh, are faced with. And I know that's a very, very tough question to answer with like a silver bullet, but um, obviously the first step is, is finding a community like merging vets and players that are going through similar feelings and, and talking through them. Um, but I was wondering if there's any other additional, uh, feedback or advice that that's usually given to people experiencing that. I think a lot of like transition, whether it's the, from the military or sports, it's like a cake, right. And everything's a recipe and like, uh, MVP is an ingredient to that recipe, right? So can't just use MVP. That's not going to yeah. be the end all be all to your transition. Right. I think for me, for myself, or the advice I always give to people who, who might want it is find something that you can express yourself creatively with that you're passionate about, you know, of course, maybe previously for myself, right. That's jujitsu, mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, all these different things. Um, I was able to find that with like, marketing, which I really enjoy, you know, I, I yeah. like uh, social media, all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was like, once I could find that way to create content, 
right? Creating content, like that's how I'm able to express myself. Um, I think seeing that and like, that's been a nice pattern that we've seen is when we can help someone who comes in and, and we see something that they like and we kind of nurture that and support that. And ultimately, yeah. like, I think that really helps in that transitional process just to really find what's next, right? Because yeah. you can't get beat up forever. But how can we, <laughs> but how can we, uh, you know, how can we harness that, right? How can you harness all that effort and all that desire and all that dedication that you put into that, into mm -hmm. something else? We just got to help you find it. And once you find it, we're going to hold you accountable and we're going to make sure you're doing it. <laughs> And yep. we've seen a lot of incredible things. I mean, we have one guy, uh, Scott, and he started a YouTube channel. Um, how long ago is this? I mean, I think probably only a year ago. Mm -hmm. And um, he's already about 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. And just like supporting him, you know, being there for him and everything. And just uh, finding, finding these different things to be able to kind of nurture. But really finding that thing that you can express yourself creatively. I think that's yeah. kind of the... If I had any bullet point, bullet point, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the one. For when you started the, the, the process of finding that thing, uh, did you kind of strike gold right away and, and find marketing social media to, to be that thing? Or were there other things that you tried out initially that maybe didn't work or that, that weren't as meaningful or, or didn't really uh, were a passion of yours? Um, I mean, I think I definitely tried a lot of different things. But I've always kind of had a knack, even from the time I was a little boy. Uh, I was fortunate that my, my mom would like get me a camera. So I've always like been running around with a camera everywhere I go. Yeah. Even since I was a little kid, I can remember like, you know, it's funny. We live in this generation of YouTube and vloggers and all this stuff. And it's awesome. I think it's incredible uh, because I can remember a time and I have videos of myself being in like fifth grade around a jewel osco interview the og people. vlogger <laughs> doing 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 all sorts of stuff so i th i think uh it, it's kind of something that has always been my thing even when i was in the military i, I was the guy with the camera i was the one documenting kind of doing that thing so for me i think i, I kind of already had that pre 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 kind of disposition i don't know yeah it, yeah but, no, no totally um yeah. um it's just something i've kind of always continue to nurture and i don't really know where it comes from because we don't really i love my family but i wouldn't my cousin brian is a, is a great marketer as well and he is very creative and he was an og youtuber so i guess a lot of that influence comes from him yeah but yeah it's interesting it's kind of always been my thing yeah well i mean that's another piece of advice that you're sharing is think back to when you were younger and what 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 do you remember was really fun doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. One example for, for me for that is I think it was probably in high school. There, there's this hobby called Warhammer and Warhammer 40K and Lord of the Rings Warhammer. Basically, you put together very small figurines, you paint them, and you battle with them. Um, and and I used to do it all the time when I was in, in high school and before high school um, and hadn't done it for a decade since and have recently re-picked it up and have found that it does it does bring me a little bit of joy. I'm not sure if this is something that I could monetize, right? But um, I, I have a job already, luckily, and um, but it's something that that could bring a little bit of happiness um, when I need it. So awesome. Well, great. So uh, people that are listening and and wanting to to get engaged, uh, what type of engagement do you look for um, at merging vets and players? 
Yeah, I mean, so if you want to come out for programming on Wednesday nights, um, we, we are specific in that to former professional athletes and combat veterans. If you do want to sign up, you can sign up at vetsandplayers.org and that have more information. Um, we're always looking for people that are interested in getting involved, whether that's from a volunteer perspective, um, a donation perspective. You can also find that on the website. Um, but yeah, you know, just spreading the word more, more than anything, you know, just kind of if you know somebody who could benefit from this program, of course, we want them to come out, come check it out. So we're all about connecting and ultimately just providing a space where um, they can get better, you know, and whatever that looks like for that individual, um, we want to help. So um, physically, mentally, it, from a business perspective, whatever we can do. Um, but yeah, just spread the word more than anything and uh, share, like, and subscribe and all yeah. those things and, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly that, that all the youtubers do right this podcast as well <laughs> yeah. yeah no exactly i really appreciate that so uh usually i end uh by by asking is there first of all is there anything that we missed that you want to share or if, is there anything you want to leave us with uh before we wrap up this this wonderful episode um i just want to say thanks for the time thanks for everybody who listened um uh, we're going to continue this mission and we're, we're looking forward to it. We've had a lot of great support um, and we wouldn't be here without that support. And we just look to continue um, to change lives, impact lives and keep on keeping on. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> that, that's all we can do. Uh, well, Oscar, thank you so much for your time. Really looking forward to, to meeting you in person next week. Um, at Pow Gym um, in Chicago, and um, really honored to to hear and and be able to share your story and the work you're doing, um, supporting those two communities. So, Oscar, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you know of a great organization or individual leaving a positive impact, we'd love to tell their story. Check us out and contact us at gtzp.org. Don't forget, for more stories like this, you could also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Instagram followers are link trees in the bio. And for podcast listeners, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you again soon.